Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Hello my dear friends. It's great to have you here again with us this evening. In the last program, we talked about the ways that dendritic cells carry messenger RNA. Today, we are glad to invite David to be here again. Thank you for joining us today, David. Thanks for having me. David will talk to us today about the maturation of dendritic cells. And before we get started, let's briefly review what we talked about in the last program. We discussed that electroporation technology can load antigen-encoded messenger RNA into dendritic cells, so as to obtain higher transfection efficiency. David, we didn't talk about the variable composition that controls the electroporation process. Can you give us a brief introduction? Sure. The electroporation process itself consists of many variables. For example, the number of cells per electroporation, the final concentration of messenger RNA used, and the buffer for electroporation. The pre-incubation or non-pre-incubation of cells and messenger RNA, you know, can affect the distance between electrodes for optimal pulse conditions. The type of a given electroporation pulse is also one of several main factors. And we know that so far, all these factors have been different in different clinical studies. If one factor is determined, what will be the impact of changes in other factors if any? So we have seen examples showing that when square wave pulses are used during electroporation, the difference in electrode spacing doesn't have a significant impact on the electroporation efficiency and activity of dendritic cells. In another example, for the amount of RNA used for electroporation, mass units are used. However, the absolute number of messenger ribonucleic acid molecules of the same quality varies, depending on the length of the encoded tumor antigen. And we have seen evidence that the amount of RNA plays a role in the amount of protein expressed by each dendritic cell. But I heard that some RNA is expressed in molar concentration. Is there any benefit to it? Yeah, there is. Since different studies usually use different tumor antigens, the amount of RNA expressed in molar concentration will simplify the comparison of experiments. And it allows similar research designs to be established. What do you think the optimal conditions for electroporation pulses are? It's hard to say, because different groups reported different optimal conditions for electroporation pulses. Recent studies have shown that the transgene expression level of dendritic cells is upregulated under the action of a long-term square wave pulse of 4 milliseconds. So these dendritic cells have a stronger ability to induce influenza matrix protein M1-specific T cells. But, you know, this longer pulse comes at the cost of low survival rates. Now let's move on from the technique to focus more on the cells. David, can you tell us the differences between immature and mature dendritic cells? Yeah. When we compare between immature and mature dendritic cells, mature dendritic cells induce a stronger functional immune response in the body. In contrast, 
Immature dendritic cells have been shown to induce T-cell energy and stimulate peripheral regulatory T-cells. Which can mean that the maturation of dendritic cells is a key factor in dendritic cell immunotherapy? That's correct. For instance, in patients with stage 4 melanoma, immature dendritic cells injected with peptides in keyhole kept hemocyanin did not cause T-cell proliferation, humoral response, or induction of delayed hypersensitivity. This is in sharp contrast with their mature counterparts. Patients receiving mature dendritic cells vaccination also showed stable disease for a longer period of time. In another study of patients with stage 4 melanoma, immature and mature dendritic cells were injected into different lymph nodes of the same patient. The secretion and cytotoxic effects of both immature and mature dendritic cells on recall antigen and tumor antigen-specific interferon gamma can be seen in proliferation, but mature dendritic cells are more abundant. Do scientists use any agents in clinical trials to promote the maturation of dendritic cells? Of the 11 completed dendritic cell RNA-loading clinical trials, six of them added a maturation agent to make the dendritic cells mature before administration. However, none of the other studies used completely immature dendritic cells mainly because the cells carry messenger RNA through co-incubation. The result was lower maturity of dendritic cells. Do you know any strategies that can optimize the administration time and dosage of promaturation agents? I think many in vitro experiments are underway to try to determine the most effective maturation stimulation and administration time. Back in 1997, some scientists proposed a cocktail of inflammatory cytokines. It is currently the most widely used RNA dendritic cell vaccine maturation method. It contains tumor necrosis factor alpha, interleukin-6, interleukin-1-beta, and prostaglandin-E2. One study used a slightly different cocktail that leaves behind interleukin-6 and interleukin-1-beta. And since this study, different groups have questioned the use of this mature cocktail. First, although prostaglandin-E2 promotes the migration of dendritic cells, it also reduces the secretion of interleukin-12p70 from dendritic cells. Second, mature dendritic cells with a cocktail of cytokines have been shown to expand immunosuppressive regulatory T-cells. So you mean, there isn't a definite conclusion reached on the use of this inflammatory factor cocktail yet? That is right. Mature dendritic cells using a cocktail of low immunogenic cytokines may explain the problem. That's why there is no significant difference in clinical and immunological results in studies using immature dendritic cells and mature dendritic cells. What if this method fails? Are there other methods that can induce in vitro dendritic cells maturation before vaccination? Yeah, that's a valid concern. So recently, the use of toll-like receptor ligands has been considered as an alternative and effective method to induce dendritic cells maturation in vitro before vaccination. Unfortunately, dendritic cells matured with toll-like receptor ligands are not suitable for clinical use because they have toxic side effects. In addition, studies have also shown that dendritic cells induced by a kind of toll-like receptor ligands to mature cannot effectively express transgenes after messenger RNA electroporation. Which one comes first? The maturation of dendritic cells or the transfection of messenger RNA? It doesn't matter. 
Maturation can be performed before or after the messenger RNA transfection of dendritic cells. And based on in vitro experiments, it has been reported that after the cytokine cocktail promoting maturation, electroporation of tumor antigens with dendritic cells can make dendritic cells have higher T-cell stimulating ability. This may be a more preferable combination method. But in all clinical studies of dendritic cells carrying messenger RNAs that we have seen so far, electroporation is performed before maturity. Any other factors that need to be considered to promote the in vitro maturation of dendritic cells? Yes, we also need to consider the time span of in vitro maturation. In different reported studies, the culture for inducing maturation can range from 20 hours to 48 hours. However, it has been shown that long-term in vitro maturation may deplete dendritic cells. This leads to insufficient cytokine secretion when reaching the lymph nodes and poor T cell stimulation in vivo. But fortunately, this problem can be solved by electroporation with messenger RNA encoding the functional protein to mature dendritic cells. That would be all for today. Thanks David, for sharing your insights with us. And thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week. Until then.